for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, today we are out in the 2019 Dooley Cummins again. Uh, we've done a ride-along this video. We've talked about this video a few times, or we've talked about this truck a few times. So I'm really excited to be out and have some fun with the Draggy app for the first time. Yeah. We're actually going to race this thing down uh, a closed road that we have access Mexico. to. Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, a closed road that we have access to, have some fun with it and see what this thing can actually do on the street. Yeah, no, uh, it's fun. You know, I haven't been, we haven't been doing many uh, in-person podcasts. I haven't been on the last couple just because things have been so hectic and crazy. So it's nice to uh, get behind the wheel of something, you know, be together, talk about it because it's more than just a draggy video in my opinion or the, the draggy contest. We get to have some real world um, description, I guess you can say, of what we've been hyping up over the last few months, and that's yeah. the 2019 Plus Ram. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Now, this is one of our most popular trucks over at Calibrated Power, home of Duramax Tuner. Uh, we do a lot of easy link tuning for these fourth gen and fifth gen Cummins. Uh, I, Chris, why do guys love using the easy link on these? It's easy, you know, I always <laughs> tell guys on the phone, you know, the name of the product speaks for itself. Um, you know, when you look at the history of the fourth gen Dodge, and I group a lot of the fourth and fifth gen Dodges together because a lot of the processes and the hardware and the games are all very similar, sure. okay? Um, but back in 2014, 2015, when you started tuning one of these Rams or one of the fourth gen Dodges, you needed to buy a bully dog to do an unlock or an edge unit to do an unlock. And then you needed to buy all the expensive tuning hardware. And most of the time you were on the phone with a custom you know, tuning company or whoever you got your tunes from to walk you through the process because there were a lot of steps and things got missed and messed up often. Yeah. Um, fast forward to 2020 and uh, on EasyLink, you literally just have to plug in underneath the dash into the vehicle's diagram diagnostic port, the OBD2, and you flash the files. Right. Now, depending on the year, there might be an extra little bypass cable needed, but it's a very ancillary. It means nothing. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can literally off of your cell phone, download an app, which is free. It's called the Auto Agent, and uh, you control the calibrations off of your phone, and that's wirelessly connected to what's called the Auto Agent that would plug into the OBD port. So <clears throat> what used to be an hour or two hour process, I remember unlocking uh, the truck that I own now, you know, yeah. the 15, where it took an hour and a half, two hours to do, um, it's a 10 minute flash. Absolutely, yeah. So. And not only that, but, but you're still able to get these awesome tunes and these calibrations. Now we could do them on EFI Live, we could do yeah. it on, on MM3, depending on the year of the truck you have. Uh, we'll vary a little bit on support, but you're gonna get basically the same tune running the same way. Uh, it, it's really just about your experience as the truck owner and your experience as the guy buying the tuning and installing the yeah. tuning at home. What is that gonna be like for you? So this is an affordable option that gives you the, the same great tunes and a lot of other benefits. I do yeah. love their app and, and being able to well, see your gauges on, on a digital display and another, the data logging and kind of some of these fun yeah. frills, I kind of call it. Um, I think that they pay off very well. I think it's a home run for those for well, sure. One of the other big things too is, you know, when, when we set up guys with tuning, we sell them a support, not not just the easy link support, but we lend a helping hand to customers if they ever need diagnostic support, troubleshooting, tune updates, things like that. Yeah. Where back in the day, Paul, remember when we were in customer support and having to support customer <laughs> and sales? A customer support call could take a half hour, 45 minutes or more because you had to walk them through 
setting up the computer, navigating them through what needs to be done, uploading files, downloading files, making sure firmware was updated on the other platforms. Yep. Where on EasyLink, it's all, all done off your phone app. So what used to be a half hour to 45 minute support is now 10 minutes. Right. So it just, it streamlines the whole process. It makes the end user, from what I've experienced with other guys, it makes them a lot more relaxed because it's a much more simplistic approach. Instead of having guys call in underestimating what they were up against, now they overestimate what they're up against. Right, right. So it's nice. I like that. Well, hey, speaking of overshooting it, um, one place that you do want to overshoot it is when you're going to build up your fuel system. Yeah. We get a lot of questions on the on the Facebook group and through private message uh, asking about how big of injectors do I need. Yeah. So, and now I'm going to use Duramax as an example just because I'm a little bit more confident in my, my recommendations around a Duramax injector set. Um, if you're looking at your 01 to 2010 Duramax, uh, your stock injectors are good for, we say, around 600. Yeah, some years we get a little bit more, some years we get a little bit less, but you're going to be right around that 600 horsepower mark. Uh, same thing with your CP3. So CP3 is good. Yeah, hey, sure, we've seen them stretched out to 620, 650 on some loose dynos. Uh, but realistically here on our dyno in-house, we're gonna see 600 pretty regularly. When you go to 30%, uh, I kind of think of it as like, you're now comfortably going to run 650 horsepower. Yes, again, we've seen guys stretch and we've seen guys go out further with them, but if you want that 700, 750 horse, you need, we used to tell guys 60% at a minimum. And realistically nowadays, because the tuning control over those larger injectors has become easier and easier, uh, we now a lot of times will put guys up in 100% over injectors to run a 750 horsepower street driven setup just because we have that capability. Also because it matches up well with a 10 mil pump. Also, if you want to go over that, we're talking about a 12 mil pump, we're talking about a bigger set of injectors. So anybody talking about a thousand horsepower, again, yes, we've seen 100% over Exergy injectors stretched pretty high, uh, but I don't know about being all the way up to that thousand horsepower, at least not comfortably, at least not without really using every bleeding bit of the injector. Now, LML injectors have piezo control, um, little bit different so we're gonna see six is like the bleeding edge of those injectors uh, yeah we've hit 620 on them yeah deleted trucks I've seen even higher I've seen 680 on, on the trucks before uh, but but again I would put you in that 620 number on a set of LMLs I really wouldn't expect to see it stretched anything over that and call it okay uh, as we go to like a set of 45 overs in an LML you're good for, oh, I don't know, an easy 700 horsepower. I mean, closer to a thousand. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like, like again, you could you could do that thousand horsepower, right? But but if you're gonna go to LMLs, you wanna run a thousand horsepower, I'm gonna probably coach you around that 60% mark, yep. uh, just to put you there comfortably. Again, that's gonna match well with some of the pump options that we have available for you at that time as well. Now, L5P injectors, we haven't modified any. Uh, you haven't sold any modified L5P injectors yet. Oh, you have? 100 What'd overs. What'd you go to, 100 overs? Yep. Uh, that's a big set of, of injectors on an L5P. I mean, now we are back to a Denso right, injection system, so we're not getting that same LML return. But well, there's, there's what some are you estimating yeah, about? There's some difference there, Paul. I mean, a stock LML or a stock L5P injector we've seen on the dyno are good for 700, 700 plus. Um, the pumps also. So I mean, you're you're seeing that those injectors, those pumps, they're living. They're strong, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. 100% um, over, you know, we know certainly that that's for the thousand horse plus guys. Um, and there's guys out there that are, uh, they're, 
there's some there's some stuff getting cooked up on the L5P forums these days. You're starting to see the thousand horse single turbocharger trucks. You know the guys over at WC Fab producing a lot of really cool single S400, S300 style kits. Yeah. Um, you're starting to see uh, some some guys doing twin turbo systems and things like that. Um, so it's it's really cool to uh, you know see that L5P uh, platform kind of finally get into its own. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, as far as the injectors that I've done, they were for a competition style truck. They were uh, 100 over the customer requested. So. Yeah, that's a nasty set of injectors. That's going to be really exciting to see where do we go for street driven trucks, knowing what the difference in cost is, say to go 100% over compared to go 60% over. This might push a lot of guys into going to bigger horsepower builds in the future, but but we'll see that as time goes on. Right. Um, Okay, so that's, that's definitely my recommendations around fuel systems. Now guys, you know, if Chris or myself are looking for fuel systems, we're gonna talk to Exergy Performance. That's our go-to spot, and that's for, for the same reason we always talk about consistency, reliability, and quality. And that's really what's gonna be most important to us when we're talking about that big of a purchase and that important of a part of our truck. Um, now, from there, the other end of the truck is holding it together. Uh, Chris, you and I were just talking about powder coating and how sometimes we can have to really put in some patience to get the powder coating we're looking for, but there's a reason that we have that patience. There's a reason that, that we go back to WC Fab every time we want a different color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think about the last 10 years of me, you know, being really heavy into modifying vehicles and you put the time and effort into specking a build, working your butt off, getting the components to make that possible, and then you spend the money on these expensive components, you want something to show for it, not just in the perspective of it making the power, you know, that's the main goal, but you wanna be able to pop the hood and have some eye candy under the hood. Um, so, you know, companies like WC Fab, where they offer hundreds of different color options, and you could custom coat where now you can do the clamps a certain color, yeah. and you could have the WC Fab logos be a certain color, and then the piping can be a certain color. And you could get guys where they just want a purple. Well, there's a hundred purples. There's frost <laughs> purples. There's pearl purples. There's fluorescent pearls. There's candy pur uh, purples. There's all these different purples just for that color shade alone. Yeah. So you know, it's it's mind blowing. Anytime you know you start talking to a guy about different colors, and you get one or the other. You get the guy that just doesn't care, just wants it done a gloss color, and that's that. Or the guy that he'll take a week or two and think about what color combo sure. he wants because he's spending big money on this. He wants to make sure that it's done nicely. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, that's it. I, I mean, we want the trucks to look good on the outside. We want the interior to look good. You want it to look good when you pop the hood, too. I, I mean, just realistically, that that's a part of what this culture is about. Uh, now, Chris, as we had stated at the beginning, you and I are out right now in our or, yeah in the company 2019 uh, Cummins. Now, this is a four door long bed dually. We're not expected to set any records here today, uh, but we are out driving it. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about real world driving. Now, this whole time, we haven't been getting bounced around. It's not a super stiff ride. It doesn't feel like all the other duallys I think I've ever driven. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as a dually goes, um, it rides nice for a dually. <clears throat> At the same time, you know it's a dually. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it has its quirks. It's no single rear wheel truck, to say the least, or a 2500 truck, you yeah, know, yeah. for that matter. But, uh, you know, I've said this a handful of times on other past episodes. Ram really knocked it out of the park with this truck. Sure. From the interior. And I mean, this isn't, you know, like a limited or, you know, anything like that. It's a, a base Laramie, which, granted, it has all the bells and whistles, the nice big screen. Uh, it has leather interior with suede inserts and black headliner, sunroof, that kind of thing. But, uh, 
it, it's just <clears throat> it's a it's a it's a wild ride to consider what it was like driving a bone stock 2013 2014 2015 truck <laughs> and then to get into a bone stock 2018 which the 18s do drive a little differently they scaled things and mapped things out a little differently in uh in regards to the release of the 19s yeah. and so on and so forth and then you get into one of these trucks and i mean definitely some quirks i'm not saying that they're perfect but i am saying that they are much improved on from the older fortune sure well you know hey we're driving the tuned one right now so i know uh we just had tim mahoney over from the r d department at calibrated power uh flash in the the big emissions equipped race tune yeah. uh so we're gonna go out and make a pass on this and then uh we're gonna see what this thing does with the draggy app and we'll get that submitted into the contest as well guys if you have not submitted your entry and i'm gonna guess by the number of entries i have most of you have not uh, please get it done. You can submit multiple times. I will just take the highest possible pass. Uh, so if you, you get out on a Tuesday and you make a good run, put it up Tuesday night. Uh, we'll take a look at it and we'll get back to you guys with some results on what this stuff looks like. Uh, Chris, one of the things we ran into was windshield mounts. Yeah. Windshield mounts when it comes down to getting our cell phone up for the video. Now, I'm sitting shotgun in the truck today, so I'll be able to hold the video or, or hold your phone and actually get the recording of this. Uh, but I think I, I think it, it was one of those things I wildly overlooked on just getting the stupid suction cups to stick to the windshield for, for a 10-second pass or 12, whatever, 8-second right. pass for most of you. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a small annoyance. It, it's a little thing. I would say if you guys are out there and you're looking at it, spend the few extra bucks, get the nicer one, get the better suction cup. Uh, Chris is going to set up his phone now and get us logged in. It's really simple when you open up the app, Chris. Literally, you're going to go down to the bottom, <clears> and you're going to click Go, and that's going to line you up onto the actual race screen. Now, Chris has already set up his profile, so he downloaded the app, set up the profile. I'm using our uh, EasyLink suction cup mount on the windshield. It works well, well enough. Uh, I would really have liked to have spent some time cleaning the inside of the windshield to get that going. Now, Chris, once you're in the go, up in the top left, there's a little camera icon. And we're gonna click on that, and that should let us review. But right now, we're in a tough spot. Um, you know what, we're not getting good satellite connection. Yeah, Guys, it's pretty rare street. that I run into this, but we do run into it from time to time. So I'm gonna have Chris go ahead and just drive a little bit further <coughs> out, out of some of these trees. Uh, we'll find a different section of this, this closed road to see where we can get it. All right, so, so we're going to pick a different spot. We're going to try to get a little bit better satellite signal here, Chris. Uh, so we'll keep driving and talk a little bit. Now, towing with this thing. So you, you've you driven your 2015 with the twin turbos on it. Of course, you drove it back, drove it back when it was stock and tuned yep. and all of that. But for a long while there, uh, several thousand miles, uh, you got to get out and, and actually drive that as your daily driver. You also tow a pretty sizable boat with it in yep. and out of the water this year and last. Uh, and then they threw this at you. Yeah. Uh, we needed your truck for some R&D going back to the long-awaited uh, 6.7 liter Cummins Stell 64 turbo R&D development. Uh, so excited for that yeah, product here absolutely. in the pipeline. But how did it feel getting back into this thing and driving this after having the you know 600 horsepower twin turbo single rear wheel setup? Ron gave me a run for my money, honestly. I mean... You get into one of these high output trucks, so you know for the listeners, this is the, a dually high output. Yep. Okay, 
um, from the factory. You know, we're, we're playing with some pretty significant power numbers and tuned. I mean, this thing's making close to 1,300 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I, I would prefer this over a single rear-wheel truck, and I don't really tow a ton of weight, right? The boat weighs just shy of 7,000 pounds, 6,500 pounds right in that ballpark. So sure. the simple fact of, uh, you know, the stability of a single rear wheel versus a dually, you know, there's definitely something to be said about that that I never really thought of before okay. or experienced firsthand. I more or less probably took it for granted, yeah. okay? Um, but the way they have these trucks set up, you know, with the cam, turbocharger, how the bottom end comes in, these things are very responsive, they're very torquey, um, and they can literally, you hear the, you know, you hear the um, example or you hear the, uh, whatever the expression of oh man that truck can pull a house down yeah in all confidence this thing can pull a house down <laughs> like my favorite truck prior to this would probably have been the f450 that was a 2017 that uh, we used for r d that one was phenomenal a truck i'm a ram guy i've always been a big you know cummins guy um i would prefer this over the ford just because i'm not a ford guy right. love the love the ford nothing wrong with the ford i have nothing but good things to say about the ford platform with the six seven liter power stroke that f450 but, really sold me on ford but myself i i've been very cummins oriented and that's what i prefer sure um and this this truck this truck would give anyone a run for its money it's a phenomenal truck yeah yeah um it, it, it is, yeah. So, so Chris, we're going to go up here and hook a right, and then we'll go down the road a little bit, and uh, we'll and get over to Mexico. that closed section of the road. Yeah, in Mexico. Right. right. Um, so, so as we're out making this run, one of the things that I, I always kind of laugh about is lining up the line with a dually. Where, when we're at the drag strip and things like that, nobody has any expectations. The, the announcer always makes a joke about you, you racing your tow rig. Uh, you know, the, the car must have broken. He's out here trying to right. pull, trying to get a pass down with his tow rig. Like, definitely heard that one a million times and love it. But um, it, it, it it is a very different feeling because you have a lot of weight to the truck. So if, if I'm in, yeah, if I'm in this same truck, now we're going to go down and you'll turn right on uh, the next road there and you'll see it. Um, if I'm in this same truck, if I'm in a single rear wheel, you know, say regular cab version of this truck, I could load up that boost at the line quite a bit higher than I would be willing to on this. Well, the, watch your words that you're choosing. Ooh. You can, would you want to, like you said, would you be willing? And that's yeah. the key word. There's a lot of weight here in this drive line. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why I say the, the lighter truck, I feel like I would load up higher. I'd let the boost go way higher than I would on this truck. Because on this truck, what we're going to run into is, is just like you said, there's so much weight. It's not just getting the truck moving forward. It's getting that drive line spinning. Yep. And that's, that is where, I mean, if we're not even talking about transmissions, because this does have the ASIN in it, um, that's where I really see having an issue. That's really where your problems, I think, are going to be the big, biggest. So we're going to go ahead and get Chris's run recorded. We'll have this video posted up on the podcast page tonight, guys. Um, let's see if we can get this angled like I know what I'm doing. Nope, I don't. I don't. So just bear with me, guys. Chris, you can go ahead and get yourself lined up. Reset you. That's where, yeah, so you're good right here. All right, we're gonna reset this. So once you're in the Go app, it feels like you need to hit Go again. You don't, it, it will just start recording once you start moving. Uh, there's no lights, it's not gonna cue you up and tell you yellow light, whatever, you just go when you're ready. 
So we are recording right now. got the success success Chris is going for it now Chris now we're only running an eighth mile pass here so at some point I'd say we probably hit that um, so we'll let her just kind of stretch her legs down this road and then I think you know how to get back to the shop oh yeah guys this is pretty exciting I'm just doing our initial looks now this big big ass dually uh, as I'm stopping our video here we're gonna look at our results and we'll talk about them right now Looks like 0 to 60, 7.18 seconds. Eighth mile, a 9.79. Wow, it's impressive. That is wildly impressive. Guys, I ran a 10-second flat, now softer launch than what you just did, yeah. but but a soft launch in my X5, so about a third of the way to this thing. Um, and I know we have a couple other passes in that are hovering right around this time, Chris. This dually may have just run down like a 20, 20 Ford's time. Wow. Like right in there. Uh, which I think is, is pretty awesome, to be honest with you guys. Uh, and then, Chris, I don't know if you were all the way in it, but we did pull a 15.24 uh, for your quarter mile, and then we're not going to talk about the half mile because I know you were already out of your out of it by then. So Let's do it one more time, Paul. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's see, let's see what this thing has in it. I think that's a great idea. I'm going to do it right here, right off of this road. Sure. What road is this? This is Franklinville. This right. runs up to a stop sign. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go left and head back towards the shop. Hold on one second. All right. So Chris and I are trying to line up again. You're not actually, sorry, man, you got to wait on the app, so okay. you're not going to be able to. Just a mail truck. How'd it feel? Real strong, real nice. Some of the, you know, I wanted to do it one more time just because of the trans that went through all of the gears aggressively. Yeah. Just want to see what happens if you do it again. See if that can get that time any, any better. Yeah, man. Why not give it twice? Um, you know, one thing I noticed, Chris, is it came out of the, the launch hard, as you would expect, right? Because you had the boost built yep. up. You're on the brakes. So you release all that energy, starts to lunge the truck forward. And then, yeah, as soon as you could feel the shift, you were like, ugh. Oh, it's kind of down. Okay, it's back up. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it definitely, you could feel the, the truck trying to do it. Now, also keep in mind, this transmission probably hasn't been on any other eighth mile passes. No. This is probably most the likely first. the first. Yep. Um, so it really didn't have like a great setup to be like, oh, okay, this is, this is what I do now. So we are just getting ready to line back up. I'm just getting synced back up right now so we can make our second pass. We are connecting again. And we are go. Hold on, sending satellite data. We're getting really close here. It's almost lined up. All right, guys, we are getting ready for MT's second pass in the 
duly. This video is going to be terrible because I have to shoot straight into the sun. You guys will probably see nothing, but we'll give it a whirl. Let's see what you got, Chris. Oh, that's a cop. Never be too sure. That is no, it's a truck. A truck. Yeah, better to be safe than sorry, no? Sure. All right, so we're just going to let this Ford truck go around us, Chris, and then we'll jump right back onto our closed road and make a pass here. Uh, so just make it a quick UE, and Chris is going to go ahead and line them up. And ready to launch. There we go. Came through the gear a little bit quicker that time, I would say. Oh, yeah. So there's your 0 to 60. There's your 1,000 foot. There's your eighth mile. Chris, that did not go in your favor. Uh, looks like first time, what did I say, a 979? Yeah. This time you came out as a 990. Wow. Um, you know, hey guys, we're always gonna see some variations in these runs. It's pretty interesting to see them back to back, same closed road, um, heading north, heading south. I don't know if you wanna call that a headwind, but, but yeah, pass, I, I thought it shifted better on your second pass. I was really expecting yeah. to see it to be quicker. Well, Did I you left, boost it as hard? I left three pounds lighter. So I left before at like 15, 16, and that one I left at 12. Okay, okay. So Chris, officially in the contest with two passes here, uh, you beat my 10 second run on the emissions equipped class. Man, at some point, you might have to, you might have to make another pass with your, with your 15 and yeah, I and think. And just see, you, you know, if you can maybe win that that stealth turbo class too. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I got a. Uh, what do you think? Should we allow people to enter the same truck in the same pass in two classes? Like right now, if nobody else entered the stealth turbo class. Yeah. And you put up this pass as winning the emissions equipped class and the stealth turbo class, would we allow that? No, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's so not one fair. truck, one class. One truck, one class. I think that's a reasonable rule. Guys, this is literally how we make decisions every day about running this podcast draggy competition. Um, <laughs> so have no fear. And business choices in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's just how things get done. All right, guys. Uh, I, I really appreciate everybody listening along. Uh, we're definitely excited about this competition. I'm going to try to get out two episodes next week with some updates. I got a day planned of taking out all of Duramax tuners and Nick's personal trucks and going to make a whole bunch of passes. So I'll make sure we try to put a video together for you on that. Chris, any parting words for our listeners? Oh, this is actually kind of cool. The app's really fun. You know, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of guys listening to this that are like, what the hell is a draggy? And as we continue to do this, because this isn't going to be the first time that we do this. Right. I think uh, you're going to start to see some later adopters on something like this. So uh, this is my first time playing around with it. We've talked about it for a couple months, but I've never played with it firsthand. Yeah. It was really cool. So guys, honestly, you should probably check it out. Um, it's, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy what technology does these days. Absolutely. So. Hey guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Hemke. Thanks for listening. Watch your words that you're choosing. Ooh.